Wow. This is Winging It, the somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music where one knows what's coming and the other has no idea. So, it happens in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere from 15 to about 90 minutes with us every week or as often as we can make it happen. It's been tough with the fucking holidays, but we're moving forward. So, uh, any guesses as to what we could be talking about today? Let's see, on this uh, first show of the last uh, recording night of the year, 2023, so this is probably what you'll be hearing first, so Happy New Year to the flock. Happy New Year. And to our recent recent, uh, new uh, viewers, as I like to think of them. Nice. Uh, And yeah, well-intentioned indeed, as she said. uh, We intended to do a Birds of a Feather tonight, but hey, you know what? Content is content, (laughs) and we hope you uh, celebrate that, you know? We're going to be back to having new artists introduced to you shortly, but right now you're going to get new content as and as i and as usual i have no idea what it is yeah so no clues no idea no, no. all right well this amazing little tidbit comes to us from freeyourmusic.com thank you very much for your music we appreciate it so if you're a music fan you probably had this conversation before what are the greatest songs of all time right and we talk about that a lot but uh. It's a question that has been debated for decades, and there are many answers, as there are many people who love music, but now a computer scientist from Goldsmiths University has tried to answer it once and for all. Oh, boy. So according to Dr. Grierson, again, Goldsmiths University, he looked at the songs that appeared on the all-time top list compiled by well-known music publications, including Rolling Stone, VH1, NME, and Q Magazine, and with the help of analytical software, he examined the parameters of these songs, including the beats per minute, lyrical content, chord variety, and many more. And when the results came back, you may or may not be surprised to know what was number one. But we're going to kind of go through some of these, not all of them. And but, uh, uh, this is, uh, considering the music that AI is used to create these days, I can just imagine them running the numbers, as it were, on what are no doubt the greatest songs ever, and thinking, oh, they, they come up wanting, they're lacking, because I, I can't wait to hear this. I mean, compared to telling us what the best songs are, despite what we know in our hearts, like if a certain song isn't number one, then I know it's fake. Then it's, uh, I mean, that actually makes the rest of Skynet AI's plan to wipe out humanity seem kind of merciful. Well, I don't know if it's AI, but it's analytical software. So this is before, I think, a little pre-AI. But let's hear what the iconic songs all have in common before we get into them. So they use sound in varied and dynamic ways, which makes the recording exciting. Around 80% of them are in a major key. Major keys are known to be very happy sounding, Mm -hmm. right? So uplifting. Um, Of course, Ascent uses a lot of minor keys. But anyway, the average tempo is 125 beats per minute. They have low chord changes. Certain words appear such as baby, feel, and love. Oh, yeah. Well, high spectral flux, which is how the power of a note from one to the next varies. And then high timbral dissonance, which is instruments that sound different. For example, flute over electric guitar. So this is all of this science now that has come up with this list. So we're not going to go through the entire list, but we're going to kind of pick and choose. But let's go through the top 10. 
and see what happens. So we're going to start with number 10. And I just want to hear visceral response. This is the top, again, what, you know, science says is the top 10 most iconic songs of all time. You know, and as I was listening to the parameters, I thought, you know what? That is kind of cool. So let's hear it's it. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So number 10, Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, well, it was a mistake. Obviously, they meant to say Paradise City, but uh, <laughs> those are both, uh, they're the same kind. I mean, they are iconic. Is it weird to think of the fact that Guns N' Roses came out in 1987? That seems really crazy to me. It's a long time ago. This Not Guns N' Roses, but this particular song, mm-hmm. Sweet Child of Mine. But apparently, if you think about it, think it's got like probably love in it, right? Songs about feeling. I mean, the song is about feeling, blah, 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 all that. So it meets that. Um, it's in a major key, I believe. Yeah, I think it sounds that way. So interesting. So the recording is exciting. I don't know if Axl Rose's voice is the thing that's exciting, but all right, it makes number 10. Agree or disagree, it should be in the top 10. I disagree. I, I don't know about top 10, but it certainly it succeeds on a lot of levels, especially the ones it is positive. It's a love song. It, there's no like sinister undertones or anything. It's a, it's a lay my heart bare, I would do anything to, to, to help you and save you. That's right. Uh, it is actually very touching. I think they've got uh, you know better songs, but I mean, let's face it, 1987, knockout debut album, everybody's minds were blown. Appetite and, for destruction. But I mean, you know, and, and when, we, when the first time I heard Welcome to the Jungle, I said, holy shit. This band is just going to be incredible. Even if it you know, didn't last forever, that album is, is legendary. This song, no, it's some of its neighbors on the record, but not maybe this one on the list. But it's a great one, though. I'm not quibbling with that. You know? Most iconic, though? No. I, I'm going to say no. No. I'm going to say a great song. Absolutely. That opening riff, absolutely. But it should not be in the top 10 of the most famous. 50 most iconic songs. But I, just think, I think it, honestly, with the general public, I think it's the number one, it's the one that's it known is. the most, and that has to count for something. But you know? most iconic. Let's think yeah. about that. Most iconic. But is is being uh, generally, being uh, you know extremely popular and famous, is that a part of icon? I know they didn't say that. That's but not a parameter. When this we is, think about that. No, well, we think about it. That's yeah. different. But this is a computer that's looking at raw data. Oh, so it, Does okay. it check this Actually, box? Does the, it check this box? So this is a meritocracy then. Well, it's a merit thing. Okay, in that case, uh, probably you agree with you. uh, Yeah, definitely not. So number nine, I vehemently disagree with. I um, it's "God Save the Queen" by Sex Pistols. Is it one of the most (laughs) iconic songs of all time in the top ten? Well, they're right about the low chord. numbers and everything and you know i love the sex pistols i love i love almost everything they did more than that song and yes the song's been covered and everything and everybody digs it but um I, it's all right, it, but... if you're talking about controversy it made it made a splash does no. it belong within 100 miles of the list based on that criteria no of course not and i love the sex pistols no it doesn't no it does not belong so guns I, and roses is a lot closer you know? i'm thinking that the computer might be a little off, but let's keep yeah. going. This, this little analytical system is may not be working. I think we're going to disagree on the next one, but mm-hmm. we shall see. Number eight is I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. Hmm. Most iconic. Again, icon is a very high standard, but now if I'm looking at what the song has, I there's no baby lover feel. I mean, it. I don't know. I just it, it, it is remarkably uh, cynical. You know. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it is atypical of the music of that time. Like I said, it is in contrast to, of course, like the Beatles and the kind of thing they were doing. But on this one, I would have to go with 
its iconic status, based even based on all of that, is deserved. And Number I'm imagining. Eight? Well, I don't know about that, but somewhere way up there, yeah, probably, yeah, up in the top ten. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Hell yeah. no. But just remember, there ain't no good guys, there ain't no bad guys. I'm sorry. There's only you and me. There and- is no way. There is no fucking way that that song should be in the, one of the top ten most iconic songs of all time. Maybe of, maybe of 1963. You know, or 1965, I guess. Five, yeah. Maybe 1965, but uh, there's no fucking way. So no, I disagree. Uh, there were there were one of the criteria they mentioned uh, was uh, using uh, unusual combinations of instruments and things of that sort. Uh, I think the Stones did that a lot in the old days. There was like something where you don't know what it is you're hearing. Is that strange sound of guitar? Is it a keyboard? And they would just stick things on top of each other and do all acoustic songs. This song has so much going for it, I think, is as deceptively simple as it appears, uh, including the, you know, the one of the early uses of that kind of fuzz in a main riff. But I think it really has it all going for it and no uh, I way. think I think it belongs there, yeah. No fucking way. I just I think so far the computer is getting it all fucking wrong. That's really what I think so far. Um and just because you love the Rolling Stones doesn't mean they deserve to be here. No, no. I, th- I think the song does, though. Wow. Yeah. Completely fucking disagree. Well, what about, and I think you're going to, I think I know what you're going to say to this one. Number seven is Like a Rolling Stone, Bob Dylan. Uh, I actually. Most iconic. N- well, yeah. Pretty fucking um, iconic. It is iconic. And um, everybody knows it. And, you know, that Al Cooper on that keyboard. I mean, it worms its way into you. And everything. Yeah, um, there's no worming that Bob Dylan can do with that voice, but his songwriting is amazing. His songwriting is amazing. I this one is honestly just too. I don't know. This is kind of too vindictive. You know, it's kind of ugly a little bit. I mean, I, there's a lot of that in songs, but for, it doesn't bother me quite as much as this one. But as a song, I suppose it is. It is super hooky and uh, you know, relatively minimalist, but makes a has a big impact. So. As terms of favorites, no, but iconic, maybe so. It's it's arguable. What do you think? Not top ten. I'm sorry. Top, I, no, I, no. I definitely I so far I disagree with all of these. So um I happen to kind of somewhat agree with number six and it's Hey Jude. Oh well. The yeah. Beatles. Yeah. It is iconic. Um it's not it's not like a super feel good, happy song. I mean it's positive, but it's not like you know, walking on sunshine or some yeah. shit, right? You but know, it's really so. supportive, at least. It is. Yeah. So, and it must check all of these boxes, which mm. is interesting. I mean, beats per minute, lyrical content, chord variety. Yeah, I can see all that. I mean, that's fine. So I somewhat agree with this. I think it's iconic. Does it meet the criteria? I mean, I don't know. Number five, I definitely agree with, and that's Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Yeah, so well. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody belongs on the top ten. Uh, hey Jude, possibly the top ten. I mean, based I, on the criteria that we're looking at for the computer. But again, I think the computer or the analytical software program is kind of getting it wrong. I with these last two, both I still would have to get, with Bohemian Rhapsody. Absolutely no question. No matter what boxes you have to tick, it does them all uh, many times over. Hey Jude, I think uh, actually belongs to. Was, they were doing a lot of unusual stuff in the recording that people. The hey can't, Jude was not that very, people can't hear until you tell them about. Oh, we but, used a hairspray, you know. But I don't think but, Hey Jude falls into that category. I think some of their other songs do, but I don't know if Hey Jude is the most experimental. But I, I mean, I'm just thinking. If I'm looking at, and this is what I'm thinking, 
iconic means so many different things. So iconic based on this criteria versus iconic the way that we think of it. I just think, yeah, maybe checking boxes, but I don't consider a lot of these iconic. Now, Bohemian Rhapsody was iconic, groundbreaking, you know, kind of something that had never been done before. So I do agree with that. So interesting. Well, number four is Billie Jean, oh, Michael Jackson. Wow. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot, uh, a lot less to quarrel about as we get close to the top because these are way picking up. They weren't bad to start with, but these they were are hella bad choices. To start yeah. With. yeah, they were bad to start with. Um, but... Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. So, I mean, for me, uh, it's not a super positive song. So, if you're looking, it's not that way. I mean, lyrical content, but it is, it's hooky as fuck. I mm. mean, it's got, you know, great, you know, the great groove. It's got all the things that it needs in that way. So, I can understand how it's ticking all the boxes mm-hmm. for both people, you know, not just as a dance song, but just a fucking song to groove yeah. to. And then that this, you know, analytical software is also saying, yeah, it's checking all the boxes. So, I mean, yeah, it isn't like, it's certainly not a love song. It's like, man, that bitch, that kid is not mine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not a love Don't song. Billie Jean is not my lover. The fact that the word lover is in there doesn't count. No. It, uh, it's, but it is. It's kind of cool that it isn't because... Some of the best songs are not uh, don't at least fit in that lovey-dovey yeah. you know, criteria. Uh, and this one, Stone Cold Classic, that uh, nobody can deny. It's like no. he's a jolly good fellow. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably was quite the jolly good fellow. So number three, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. This is going to be very interesting to see. I'm as calm as, as toast. Cool <sighs> as a cucumber. I don't know if it's a top 10, but I think it's maybe a top 15, maybe top 20. Um, one by you too. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I totally thumbs down on this one. I think you need to think about it. Mm. It's positive. It's it's got a lot of positivity. It's really powerful. No, you're it's, not thinking of one. It's uniting. Yeah, I am. One is the one. I wish I was dead, but I can't die. That's the guy with no legs and no arms. That's you, this one. This is you too. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. For some reason, I was momentarily distracted. I thought you were talking about Metallica's one. And I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, What? I'm like, This is like one love. If you you blink, I'm telling you, you, that's the kind of thing that happens. Yeah. So, you sure there's no arms, people with no arms and legs in there? Yeah, Yeah. no. I said one by you two, and you went went the other way. I don't know why one, uh, because Metallica's one is. But I said you. You too. Uh, I yeah, I, I thought you were saying, okay, now we want to hear from you too. I don't know. Oh, what my saying. fucking God. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> I blink and you miss it. This is live radio, except that's we're not live, and I ain't about to edit that shit out, you know. <laughs> anyway, I think it deserves to be there for a lot of reasons. I think it's it's uh, it's an amazing song. I Again, I don't know that it's the top 10. Mm-hmm. Again, I think maybe top 20 for iconic songs, um, but it depends on. How you think of it? It was very different song for you too, but some people may say that's wrong. You know, it's Octung Baby that are the iconic, but maybe other people, me too, might also say you that too? it's <laughs> yes, <laughs> might also say that it's Joshua Tree stuff. Yeah. So it, it's hard, but again, this is apparently analytical software. It's checking a ton of boxes because it's in the top five. You know, you're going to sit there possibly agape when I say this, but. Uh U2's one is the one that I'm really not familiar with. Uh, oh, my I know, God. I know. Uh, the shock. I expected it. I didn't know oh if I... Oh, my God. I almost didn't have the heart to say it. Okay, we're going to have to whoosh away. We'll be back. 
Well, he knew the song. Yeah, yeah, I knew the song. It's just one of those, you know, boring title songs that you forget. But yeah, I knew the song. And honestly, uh, go ahead. I'll say tell you what I think in a minute. Or am I supposed to do that now? No, the boring title song is one. It's kind of a song about uniting and like kind of being together. But that's boring. You're right. I, no, I no. It's a, well, boring title. I mean, there are at least three songs called one that come to mind. Three Dog Night. There's Metallica. By the way, uh, did you know? I just I, I found this out when the song was playing that if you say U2 really fast, it comes out sounding just like Metallica, which is which is what you did before. That's why I thought you said Metallica. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Try it at home, folks. I don't so. know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I did. It's been I, debunked already. I, I knew the song, um, and it, it's a great melody. And for some reason, when it starts out, it's relatively you know it's kind of tame. And I'm picturing it played with a piano as being like a like a torch song in a lounge or something like that. It's really quite nice. But then, of course, it would have to be short or the bunch the drunks in the, in the lounge would be asleep. But it picks up, it builds up it, uh, to a nice tempo. And yeah, it is. Uh, actually, despite its, you know, little dalliances in the dark, it is a very positive and affirming song. Um, I, it's based on the popularity you've told me, I suppose it deserves to be iconic. I don't quite get it. I did like it, though. I mean, it's not like it doesn't set my hair on fire or anything, but it's it's big and it's uh, it's anthemic as all hell. So, yeah. 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 I, I mean, again, I think maybe top 20. I don't know if it's number three for me. And this is from the biggest YouTube fan in the world, yeah, too. Yeah, but I think it's, I mean, I again, I can be fucking objective. I'm objective. I'll I have am. to try that sometime. I mean, I can't get no satisfaction should not be in the top 10. I was being objective when I said yeah, that. Yeah, you were not, yeah. but that's okay biggest stones fan ever yeah objective not but i think top 20 definitely um number two is imagine john lennon so imagine john lennon so i do think if i'm thinking of it not using analytical software it is certainly iconic a hundred thousand percent iconic big 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 moment um, you know, you can see them in the, like the bed in and all that stuff. Like it's just all there. You can see the video with all the white and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's definitely a song that's been covered a million times. It's, uh, you know, an anthem for a million different things. So um, I think it deserves to be there. And maybe even in that position. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So and I'm not the hugest Lennon fan. I'm more of a McCartney fan. Yeah, I'm more of a Beatles fan, Lennon, Beatles era Lennon fan than Solo. Absolutely. But this, I mean, I this checks um, all the boxes. It's, for yeah, analytical. it's iconic. It's not something I actually like much. But if that's not the criteria, if it's uh, based on all that, it probably is. Yeah. You don't like the song Imagine? Not a not a hell of a lot. No, no. It's okay because I mean, it's it just it's. A few things. One, some of the lyrics are dopey, and uh, and it uh, it kind of wears out its welcome music. It, it's it's a good tune, but uh, come together has dopey lyrics. Well, yeah, but literally, they're, they're militantly nonsensical. Okay, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Come together so, now. There's our there's an icon right there. Yeah. No, it's not yeah. on here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it deserves to be there. Your rationale for it not being there is very weak. So mm -hmm. I need to. Ha I'm going to need you to beef it up for our our, our folks. Me versus man versus machine. I'm right. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, so iconic as far as the song, the artist, the impact it's had on the world, yeah, and the yeah. analytical software. I know. Yeah, I, know. I think you're definitely. I'm prepared to accept songs that I'm not in love with on the list, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm just saying maybe go back and listen to it again and just like absorb the goodness in that song and the power of it. It's just so powerful. Anyway, I wish I wrote lyrics like that.
Number one. I, yeah. Number one is Smells Like Teen Spirit. You've got to be kidding me. Number one. You've... It ticked most boxes. Well, I mean, come on. Uh, I love the song. Love Nirvana, but really? And it was another one. It was just like when I heard Welcome to the Jungle. When I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit, I said, oh shit, this is incredible. It got me right away. And mostly I don't like screamy noise, but this is great screamy noise. Iconic, well, I mean, it's one of those, you know, really up-tempo, anthemic deals, and it's a, it's a, a rouser and a crowd-pleaser and everything. Uh, I, it's just, I, I do have a problem picturing that as number one anything, though, is, you know, what do you think? I think it's fucking iconic, but I I I disagree with it being number one. That's what I mean. It is iconic, you know. It's iconic because, as I've said a million times, I'm sure ad nauseum, and people are tired of hearing it. They are they are a brand. Mm-hmm. Nirvana is a brand. They're not musicians anymore. They've been a brand for years. So, I, and I'm not. I don't subscribe to the brand. When I heard Nirvana, I was not in love with it. I was like, uh, all right. Wow, I thought otherwise. I was no. I was like. Okay, they're screaming. It's a lot of screechy, screaming stuff. Didn't you ever get to the point where you really get into Nirvana? No. Um, I did later where I grew to appreciate them, but that kind of screamy thing, just like Bob Dylan, that shit's never going to get to me. It doesn't matter how good the song is. It doesn't matter how good the lyrics are. That screamy or that... It's never going to happen for me. I, realize I like singing. I'm alone on an island here, but I like... I can listen to him, and even songs that might sound like real downers for a minute, if you listen to them, they really pump you up like heart-shaped box, you know. I mean, anybody else I think would have butchered it. No, that's not, he, doesn't, he doesn't sing it. He's, he kind of whine screams. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but I don't, I'm not crazy about, you know, uh, that's guy for who's the, the stone table pilot scott wheeland and uh so people who actually sing yeah i mean lane staley those guys i i don't like and i like cobain and i like uh cornell don't ask me why it's crazy i know and i absolutely friggin' hate vetter since they're you know it's that era we're talking about here like from the singles movie um but um yeah i uh i like nirvana better than any of them but Iconic song, not Which, top 10 yeah y- you are like the most confusing person ever I'm, def- I'm defective. It doesn't make sense. I'm but, defective, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I like Nirvana. I probably say I'm not, people are in love and crazy about Nirvana. I'm probably like a six. They're yeah. fine. Yeah, you've like transferred that to the Foo Fighters who are not as good as Nirvana. I, they're they're f- hella good. You <laughs> have no idea because you only heard like a smattering I've listened to Nirvana music again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Now I change the channel. I'm done. Wow. I've had it. I've had it. It's a lot. Wow, channel changer here. Yeah, it's fun. Not a game changer. I've heard it changer. a million times. I've yeah. heard it "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I don't know, five hundred times. I don't need to hear it anymore. Uh, so I don't. I think that it is iconic. I think it changed things. I think that grunge era and specifically the 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 video, the everything. I think it was iconic. I don't know that it's number one, but I definitely think it's an iconic song. Again, I can be objective. Yeah. You cannot. No, but I no, can I, be objective. I, I'm too. I, I, it's absolutely iconic. I just don't think it should be the top of any list. I mean, but it's certainly iconic. I love the song. I think it's a fine song. So uh, I, I kind of disagree with. Uh, all but like two things on this list. Well, you didn't get the reference before, so I'll try it again. And most of these, uh, 
we didn't. So, you know, just remember, there ain't no good guys, there ain't no bad guys. There's only you and me, and that's a song cue, and, and Bruce is probably going, how does she not know? That's Dave Mason, we just disagree? No? Okay, never mind. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't know what that is. And we do disagree, because you think... The Rolling Stones should be in the top 10. I think I think that go, song should. No, I mm. think you should go back and think about yeah. that. Uh, Bob Dylan's like a Rolling Stone. Again, iconic. Should it be on this list? No. Hey Jude, top 15. Bohemian Rhapsody, absolutely. Billie Jean, absolutely. Imagine, absolutely. And then I'm out. But other stuff that did not fall in the top 10, just some quick hits. Are you but, ready? But I'm assuming they're somewhere on the list, yeah. How far? How much of a list was it? They just did 10? 100. No, oh, 50. 100. Okay. 50. Oh, okay. Sorry, 50. Are these in the 50? What Probably, you, yeah. What do you mean? Are these in the 50s? the ones that, that didn't I'm about, make it? Yeah, uh, yeah, the ones that aren't in the top ten are in the fifty. Yeah, I think that's important to know. London Calling, The Clash. I mean, it's iconic, but not in the top fifty. It comes in at number eleven. It is. Uh, no, uh, Hotel California, The Eagles, definitely not iconic. Give me a fucking break. Wait, it's wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? It's of not course iconic, it's iconic. It's not. Are you kidding me? How is it iconic? How did it change music? How did it change? And I mean, Imagine is iconic, and you said because you don't like the lyrics. Hotel California blows that away. Are you kidding? Imagine? Wow. Yes, of course. Do you want me to pull up how wow. popular Imagine is versus Hotel California? Boy, There's the, no way. The human race, I'm sorry for there you. There is no way. There's no fucking way. It's not iconic. What did it do? How? What makes it iconic? Uh, I, it's about a dark desert highway. I oh, like the song. You should have been there when it came out. I mean, I, it uh, at the time it I was the song. completely fresh. I mean, it still is, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it has endured, and it, it captivates people. It's, it's people are spellbound by the song. Every probably every non, you know, halfway serious musical ever in the world knows the solos at the end, note for note. You know. So let's it's start here. That brilliant. We agree. We agree that Bohemian Rhapsody should be on there. So Hell Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody versus Hotel California, not in the same league. Uh, no. In fact, I would say they're exactly. Uh, that's what I tell oh, people. It's just like you know, back God. in the day, we had you know one guy or a group of guys, small guys, writing uh, songs like Bohemian Rhapsody and. Hotel California. It's one of the ones I mentioned when I, when I talk about the iconic records coming out as new it's releases. It's an iconic record at the time, but yeah. if you put that against Bohemian Rhapsody, they're not in the same league uh, at all. I think they both are. It you was, think they're the same level as Queen? Uh, no, no, I don't. But uh, and oh, the Queen, same level of iconic as no, Queen? No, Queen comes first. Queen, I mean... I, I want to know. I want to know. Eagle, Hotel California is not like something that's never, ever been done before, which Bohemian Rhapsody was. Many, right. I mean, iconic. It was, yeah, it was iconic. It was new. It was like, what Michael this Jackson is brand was doing new. was iconic. Yeah. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think uh, Thriller, uh, right. not Thriller, but okay, let's say Billie Jean yeah. and Hotel California well, and was Bohemian iconic. Rhapsody are all cut from the same cloth as far as I'm concerned. Oh my yeah. God, there's no way. And, and, thank, and I, I thank all like the people in, it's now it's like 67, 68 countries or whatever who are shaking their fists at in you. agreement with me. No, you know? they're not. Yeah. There's no way. Hotel California, Bohemian Rhapsody, same league, never. There's no way. I know it's all hard right. to get mail from you people, but certainly uh, this will get you off your Yeah, you know. uh, hopefully it will because you just got to tell him he's wrong. Your song, Elton John, uh, number number 14 after Hotel California which is apparently the most amazing song ever rivaling Queen I had no idea but now I do your song where are you at on that uh, now, <laughs> now 
it's year end, so we get this top list thing going on every day, and somebody will raise hell. And they're not saying, oh, good choices, but somebody will raise hell about one uh, song being a couple of spaces above another. That I don't quibble about. But does your song belong in there with those others in any position? It's Elton John Eagles. Elton John is, is God Eagles is not wow yeah, I, well John i mean i think uh Hotel California is a more significant song than uh has a more impactful song than your song but your song is great elton john uh there are other elton john songs it's probably the biggest and all that right, stuff so most iconic most iconic yeah but there, mean, yeah i don't know i'm just i don't know but he's got so many though stairway I mean, to yeah. heaven is 15 uh no comment of course yeah of course Stairway to Heaven was pretty iconic, although uh, not my favorite Zeppelin song, but iconic. Uh, the Twist by Chubby Checker is number 16. Wow. So, yeah, iconic. Right the up there. Tw- well, I mean, considering... With Hotel California and Queen. I, I, I couldn't speak to that exactly, well, but... Just uh, making sure I didn't know where... They made quite a splash. This was, you know, the dawn of rock and roll. Dancing, it was. Dancing it was uh, dance craze, craze, which yeah. uh, persists with old rockers like me, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean... <sighs> I don't remember the last time I listened to it or anything. It's not that kind of thing. But as far as its impact, there are a lot of songs probably from the 50s that really should be there, too. And I, mean, I think it was iconic, I think not top, that's why not top I, 20. Yeah, I mean, that's why I put uh, Satisfaction in there somewhere, because it was like that, you know. Um, I wasn't around when the twist came out, not even me. But um, uh, I, I'm going to say, okay, if you say so on this one. I mean, I don't have a dog in this fight, you know. I... I I think it should be a lot lower on the list. I mean, closer to 50. I don't know that it should be, again, that that high up on the list. Number I mean, 16. If, if we were doing a list of 200, okay, you know. But I, I don't, yeah. yeah. And uh, number 17 is Live Forever by Oasis. <laughs> I hope that my hearty laughter into the microphone didn't pop because uh, that is pretty funny. I've never heard anything by Oasis that I've liked, honestly. No, I can't stomach it. And I don't understand how it's groundbreaking or I guess it's not that's not the criteria. But when I think of iconic, I think somebody groundbreaking who changed the face of music, whose impact can still be heard and felt and seen and. It's, that does not fall into that category. So, for so me. the AI, the program thing, didn't say maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's the Wonderwall. That's <laughs> yeah. not even on the no, list. No, I know, I know, but I'm saying that that's enough to get everybody cringing. Yeah. It's awful. Um, number eighteen, I will always love you, Whitney Houston. So, no. Uh, it's hard no. to think of a, of a, of a you know heartrending ballad as iconic, although it was it's you not know, true. It's a powerful, impa- it's an impactful song, and it uh, was. It's the fact that it starts powerful. with like almost fifty seconds of uh, acapella vocals is pretty far out. The Whitney Houston version, it's I mean, beautiful. I mean, I'm not um, saying it's not beautiful. No, it is beautiful. I, I, I wouldn't iconic. put it there myself. No, no, I wouldn't. I don't. I mean, it's a it's a cover. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It, no, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it there. Life on Mars is 19, David Bowie. Hmm. I I mean, I know it, of course, but uh, a lot of people might not. But I don't know. Well, no, they seem to. It seems to pop up everywhere. Um, it's far, far from being anywhere near my favorite Bowie song. But uh, I think he's probably got more iconic songs than that. And I hope one of them pops up because uh, that wouldn't be the one. It's good, though. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I think it's absolutely iconic. I think it was very different. Um, Bowie did a lot of iconic stuff, which is why he is an icon. 
Uh, but I think Life on Mars is one of them. I don't know if it belongs at number 19, maybe, maybe top 20. So, yeah, maybe. Um, but I agree that it's iconic. I think it was something that was very groundbreaking. It changed things. I think it was it was something people were agape at because it was completely new. And it's hard to make something new. It really uh, is. And and he did that a number of times. He so did. any any look at iconic any sort of thing is he's got to pop up there somewhere because this uh, this uh, this is your once in a lifetime artist. There, I remember somebody said on in- Instagram one day, and I'm sure I said this before, but. Uh, don't take him for granted. This is in reference to Drake. Don't take him for granted, granted, folks. He's a once-in-a-lifetime artist. I'm like, are you kidding me? There are like 400 guys like him right now. David Bowie is a once-in-a-lifetime artist, and uh, he's certainly got to be on the list, but not with Life on Mars. No. And it's interesting because I think if you're of this era, whatever you know, this era is that likes this kind of music, then he probably is iconic. Mm. But Curious. it's not when and- you when you look at the history of music but they're not going back and listening to this shit they're yeah. saying okay i was born in 2007 yeah <laughs> here's my music you know i was born in t- 2010 this is all i know all the rest of the shit is old people music yeah so if this is all you know drake is probably amazing <laughs> yeah the, the list sadly the list you already you always know who they asked for the lists because you know top blah 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 and there's like these Bulls, a lot of bullshit new artists and everything. Uh, yeah. The last in the top 20 is Heartbreak Hotel, Elvis Presley. Wow. Hmm. And I get how that, I get how the software sees that that's probably one of them from just, you know, the beats per minute, the tempo, the lyrical content, except it's Heartbreak, but it's very, like, there's a lot of, I don't know, upbeat. It's very, uh, shiny you know it's all that stuff um it moves you in a way you know it makes you move in a way that feels good despite there's really nothing in the lyric it's like people just sit around crying in the gloom i mean you know that's heartbreak hotel you know uh the desk clerk's tears keep flowing you know uh are the bells of the desk clerks dressed in black it's just a terrible place but something about it Maybe they sing the song in Heartbreak Hotel and they feel better because it makes you feel good no matter what the lyric says. Yeah. Well, I think iconic for all the reasons, you know, because I think Elvis was groundbreaking. You know, he did stuff that nobody did from the way he danced to the, his delivery to all of this stuff. Right. And his voice. I, I, I mean, his voice is still unlike anybody else's I've ever heard. So. You know, it, it used to be a trite phrase. People used to say song stylings. But it, in Elvis's case, even if he was doing covers, even if he was doing the sorts of songs that people had done before him, you know, he styled them in such a way where it really was new. I mean, I, I don't understand people that don't really, really appreciate Elvis, even if he wasn't like this super prolific songwriter or anything. I mean, what he, he did, he, wasn't, he wasn't a songwriter. I mean, he's credited <laughs> no. in like one or two, maybe with three other people. But yeah. uh, as a song stylist, I mean, <laughs> that's to his credit that he could not even be singing his own shit and still uh, grab us the way he did and, and become part of our lives the way he did. Um, and that song, yeah, well, something from Elvis got to be there. Um, he has a lot of that sort of a vein, but, um, I would argue maybe Hound Dog because it is more up, uh, than Heartbreak Hotel, but they're both the same kind of thing. I mean, eternal, timeless classics. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I definitely feel like it's an iconic song. I, I think he took something that was kind of sad and made it, uh, something romantic almost which is very hard to do and uh 
you know, I, I think it probably is iconic. Again, I think it might be in the top 100 for me, but not the top 20. So this is, again, according to the software. So it, it it's to me, it's it got it got most of it wrong. Um, I'd say it got maybe eight percent correct for me for you it's a lot more yeah it's more and, and that's understand. only because i i know uh, i've said before this belongs further down the list and not here i don't quibble about a few spaces or this oh, over that but there are ones that clearly don't approach the top and uh we've heard a bunch of those but um yeah so. yeah no i i i do quibble about where it is if you're going to call something number one that's a big deal to me. Oh yeah, yeah it something is top ten. Yeah, uh, but I mean, if, most if, iconic like, songs of all. If time, one is like twenty and one is uh, eight, I'm not going to quarrel about that. Oh, I'm you quarreling know? the fuck about but, that. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to have a major issue with that. You, if you had Hotel California over Bohemian Rhapsody, I would have lost my shit. It's over everything. No, no, it's not over everything. Bohemian Rhapsody is over everything. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Hotel California. I love that song. You know, I love that song. There's no way it should be anywhere near the top 30. Bohemian Rhapsody is is like an all time classic. But when it comes to singing songs in a car, have you ever been in a car with a bunch of people and sung somebody to love? No. Oh, it's it's way too much fun. It's just the greatest experience of all. But uh, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody takes the cake. That be, that needs to be way way up there. And it is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I I disagree with the software. I think it sucks. It doesn't make any sense. But there are lots of other ones on this list. We don't have time to get to. But uh, I'm not going to tell you what numbers. But highlights other things in the top fifty: uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Woo. Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen. I'm vomiting Stop on myself. Stop it. Stop it. Gross. Blech. Uh Dancing Queen? I'm sorry. No. That ended up no. on, on a, a number one, at, in the number one spot uh, uh, on a list the other day. I swear. Go ahead. Ugh. Um, every Breath You Take? Iconic? I don't know. I mean, it, it was a big deal, but I don't know. Uh, give Me Shelter? Oh, Give, give Me give Shelter. Me- yeah, that... I'm uh, sorry. I mean, it's not a bias toward the Stones or anything, but it's one of those songs. Hey, Marty, Marty Scorsese used it in several films. It's one of yeah. those songs what? That is uh, unique and original, and you never heard anything quite that eerie and quite that haunting. And then you got, oh, uh, it's uh, it's insane, that song. And you got the, the vocal, the female vocal. Uh, yeah, you're oh, very biased. Yeah. That's all it is. Mary that's Clayton, okay. uh, incredible, incredible. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what's happening. So... Um, my generation by the Who. I I can't even like what the fuck is going on. And um, it's kind of a nothing. I love the Who, but it's kind of a you know it's not. I mean it's been big impact. You know the words, the the aggression of it, and the performance of it, and everything. But it's uh, they don't even play it anymore. It's a uh, bottom of the list. It's it's the farther worst. down the it's list. Such yeah. a stupid yeah. trite yeah. song. I can't even handle it. Yeah. It's so dumb. Um, uh, change is gonna come. Sam Cook is 48 and i do think that's really iconic it's sad that he's at the bottom of the barrel sam cook is a friggin legend and i don't man. understand uh, what's happening there and river deep mountain high is number 49 wow so i just i yeah well, I have they got major, the motown in there my goodness you i know? have major yeah. issues with the top 20 major major issues so i disagree so fuck that analytical software because they certainly did not get it right with me and not for the reasons not because i'm biased but because iconic is very different and i just i think there's like three people on here that are really truly iconic and elton john is a fucking icon and you know uh, and your song is an iconic song i'm sure is. he's in the list someplace but 
Stevie's going to be there, and I'm not talking not about. Here. I'm not talking about Ray Vaughn. I'm talking about Wonder. He's not here. No. Nope. Uh, he he should be. Nope. I mean, I'm sorry. The super, uh, superstition stuff like that is iconic to me. You know, not not on this list yeah. for, per this uh, crazy analytical software. Hmm. So. Anyway, uh, Dr. Grayson, we think you should retire this software. I think you should. David thinks it's brilliant, apparently. But I think you should retire it because I think it makes no sense. And uh, why we want? Why do we want computers to tell us what's iconic anyway? We know, well, some of us know what truly is iconic. And those are songs that were groundbreaking, that made a difference that time, that are completely and totally still relevant today or still making an impact today. Speaking to new generations, all those kinds of things, that's what makes a song iconic. Although we will, we will give you credit, Doctor, that uh, you did give us fodder for a show. And uh, you can just tell AI they can stop telling us what's great and what's iconic and just proceed to just cut to the chase and blow us up already. That's what they're going to do. So. All right. Or AI could continue to help us. That would be great. Just do some cool things that really help our society to move forward and for us to be hopefully you know free of a lot of the burdens that we have now so it can help us but when it comes to telling us what we like and what we don't like i think it's uh i think it's probably a lost cause so let's go ahead and retire it in that vein please and let's get back to maybe having it help with uh medical shit let's have it help do some stuff that we don't know how to do or we can't do yet yeah we can we can do without the concerts thank yeah you. I, I don't really need that yeah so thank you for your music and thank you doctor and fuck you analytical software <laughs> all right <laughs> any last words before we end this particular winging it and go on to something else uh, just remember, if uh, if we don't come back next week and some strange thing befalls us, uh, look into the uh, the origins of our uh, disappearances and see if uh, possibly Skynet is involved. But um, uh, no, no, that was enough. Lovely. Skynet. What's, what's cool is we're ending the show with a conspiracy theory, which I never, I didn't see that coming. See, that, that's that's what sets us apart. I know? didn't see conspiracy theory. Who, who would dare? You know? Yeah, n- no one should, but there it is. Okay, so... Um, all right, Skynet it is. Take Beam me up, Scotty. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to this uh, crazy, crazy little winging it situation that we have. And uh, remember that if you're writing songs, if you are writing songs, certainly try to use baby, feel, and love. <laughs> apparently, there you go, yeah. Apparently, that's the way forward. <laughs> All right, well... Now that we've had our way with this uh, most iconic list. Uh, speaking of way, disagree. baby, love, baby, I love your way. Come on. You're telling me that wasn't there? But it is It is kind of, I guess, pablum. But I mean, it certainly fits the criteria. <laughs> and it fits one part of a multi-tiered criteria. And it's Peter Frampton. Yeah. So mm. Is that Peter fucking Frampton? So, all right. Well, that only leaves for you to say. Let's fly this coop. This has been Winging It, a presentation of Birds of a Feather, on What the Flock Radio.